Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Wednesday on Text Talk, right here in the middle of the week. In the middle of the week, in the middle of the chapter, which is Galatians chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 6 today. I know we've read this a couple of times, but I really want to focus on the very last verse here. Galatians chapter 2, beginning at verse 6 through 10. And from those who seemed to be influential, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those, I say, who seemed influential added nothing to me. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Only they asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. You know, something we brought up, I guess it was Monday, is that uh, various theologians, I guess, professors in the past have put some constructions on this writing in Galatians to say that in the early going of the church, there were multiple Christianities, multiple doctrines, and those were kind of spread out over various geographies, and there was more kind of the Pauline Christians versus the kind of the Jewish Christians, and of course the Pauline Christians in that gospel, they won out, and winners write the history, winners write the Bible. Um but a closer reading, a better reading uh, here in Galatians, and particularly the second chapter, shows us just the opposite. While there may have been a different in focus as far as where we're going to teach the one gospel, it is the one gospel. And Peter and Paul are in agreement. And Paul and Barnabas and the travels that they've been, right, it's the same message. Uh, and all of that gets settled. The same gospel saves Jews and Gentiles. That's exactly It's right. not two different gospels. And so there's not two or more gospels. Mm-mm. There's one. One rescuing gospel, and if you distort it, you're cursed. Mm-hmm. That is the theme here, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile. We recognize, as we've pointed out, that... If I grew up with a Jewish heritage, Mm -hmm. having observed the law, following in those customs, because that's my people, that's my people's history, that's my custom. He says, look, you know, as long as you're not making that a part of justification, because neither Jews nor Gentiles will be justified by works of the law. Mm -hmm. But if so, if, if Jews who are by heritage Jews are continuing in some of those customs, Mm -hmm. no big deal. But Gentiles don't bring that in. There's no need for you to do that. That's not going to deepen your spirituality. That's not going to improve your Christianity. That's not going to make you more like Jesus. That's not going to make you a better Christian. It's not going to justify you. It's not going to help you. Why would you bring in mm-hmm. those legal requirements at all? Exactly. So so stay away from that. But both are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. So we have the true gospel, 
uh, it's being preached uh, in ever-expanding areas of the Roman Empire here in the first century. Churches are being evangelized into existence. Paul and Barnabas are going to be leaving out of here, out of this meeting. There's a curious note, though, in verse 10. Not a note, but a detail. Verse 10 says, they desire, in the New King James, they desired, and that would be these apostles he had met with. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. That does seem a little bit out of left field. Well, it it is kind of a curious, I don't know, reminder, I guess, or maybe exhortation is the word. Be sure to remember the poor. Don't forget the poor. Um, That just, yeah, that just does seem a little (laughs) left field from this. I mean, we've just been talking about whether or not Titus had to be circumcised. I, I think we should put this also into a little bit of historical context, a little bit of how, how letters are written. Remember, this is not like you and me today. If we're writing a letter, we have, at least as far as we're concerned, an endless supply of paper. That's correct. Uh, if you and you and I write a letter, we can just... And, and we hey, can, man, we can, that that's even if you want to fool with paper. Yeah. I mean, I sit down and I write more emails than I write letters. And that is an unending supply. Uh, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's not even a substance. It's just out there. I know. So and we so just... I can I can flip to this point and to that point, and I can... I don't have to stay on track. I can ramble around on... Like I do sometimes here on Text Talk when I'm <laughs> writing. Yeah. Uh, because... The, the space upon which I am writing is not a premium, but mm-hmm. parchment, papyrus, those kinds of things, this was a big, huge deal. It was. It's one of the reasons so many of the writings are so short, mm-hmm. just because they just did not have an unending supply. This is like precious real estate. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of this discussion of the gospel, to just drop in for what seems almost like no apparent reason, some comment on benevolence... Mm-hmm. is is interesting and odd. Why did Paul think it was important enough, as he is writing to the Galatian Christians, this mainly Gentile Christian audience, hey, they wanted to make sure that we kept the poor in mind. Mm-hmm. It seems to me there's a couple of options that we need to work through. The The one, and this seems to be the one that's the most popular, is that, look, Basically, the kingdom of Jesus Christ is a benevolence institution that God established to make sure that we would take care of the underprivileged and the oppressed, and that we would make sure that if there's people that don't have food, that we would provide it for them. If they don't have clothes, we would clothe them. And that's that's very popular today, and, and it seems to me that it's very popular because, well, you know, even the world likes that. Well, the world does like that. That idea is something that got tagged social gospel in the early 1900s and throughout the 20th century, that what is the real work of the church or role of the church, and that is to alleviate social ills. Yeah. Okay, as opposed to uh, redeeming souls, as opposed to preaching the gospel. You know, the, the idea of of bearing a fruit of compassion and love as a Christian, you know, doing good to all men, and especially the household of faith, that seems to follow naturally from the gospel. But I would suggest that things are getting out of order and displaced if actually the work of Christians in the church is to, you know, solve all these physical problems and then get around to the gospel in Jesus Christ later on. Yeah, so, okay, you brought up Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, and I think we do need to remember that. We as Christians will help people as we have opportunity, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. especially the household of faith. Even their emphasis is on the household of faith. 
But is that what's really going on here? And, you know, I know there are some people that are like, why would you even worry with that? If you, if you know that this is something Christians are going to do, why does it matter if we teach it from this passage? And I think it's important to let a passage say what it really means. Yeah. I am not convinced that Paul brings in this, this, this statement about remembering the poor out of a desire to teach a general benevolence that the church is a benevolent institution, that one of the main works of the church and of Christians is to make sure to take care of people in their biological, material, and physical needs. I think there's something else as we go through the context. Remember what the context here is. This is about Jew versus Gentile. This is about the fact that Peter has been given this role and work to take the gospel to Jews, and Mm -hmm. Paul has been given this role and work to take the gospel to the Gentiles, And as they're sending him out and giving him the right hand of fellowship and saying, look, if you're going to focus on Gentiles, that's fine. Just make sure you remember the poor. Wait a minute. Maybe that helps us see the poor they're really thinking about. Mm -hmm. They're they're not thinking about just make sure to add into the gospel benevolence to the world. It's we get it. You're going out to Gentiles and you're going to work in the main with Gentiles. But look, please don't don't overlook your poor brethren Mm -hmm. among the Jews. Mm -hmm. Don't overlook yeah. them while you're going and emphasizing working with the Gentiles. So it calls to mind an episode in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 6. Yes, I think so. Okay, so what, what, what you have there in the early days of the church at Jerusalem, and before this you know, missionary effort going other places, you do have apostles in that place. Oh, I don't know, like Peter, like John. Uh, James. James. Yeah, that we're reading about here in Galatians. They had a real problem that came up in Acts chapter 6, and that was there were needy widows among them, needy widow saints. But not just any widows. Mm -hmm. Not just any widows. I mean, of course, everybody there were Jews, Mm -hmm. but this was a problem along a heritage ethnic line. Yeah. Who who were the ones? Go ahead and tell it. (laughs) I was trying to tell it. The the Hellenized, right? The the Hellen, Hellenistic Jews, Greek-speaking Jews. Yeah. And the problem that arises is that while there was an effort to um, meet the needs of these poor widow ladies, they Hellenized, the Greek-speaking ones, they were being overlooked. They were being overlooked. They were not getting the portion that they were expecting that I guess was appropriated for them. And so uh, so there was a problem and a real dispute that rose up in the church. So what you're asserting is that these apostles that are speaking to Paul They've already been through a place where, and they've already experienced it, and they've already failed at this once, and they're they're saying, we understand this is a problem. Mm-hmm. We understand how easy it is to overlook your brothers and sisters in need yeah. because of a difference of ethnicity and heritage. We get it. Peter, we are more focused on Jews. You are emphasizing the work to the Gentiles. We just want to make sure that that mistake doesn't happen again. We've made that mistake. Yeah. Don't make that mistake. Remember the poor. And Paul says, man, I, I was ready to do that. I yeah. was ready to do that. Yeah. You looked back. I also look ahead mm-hmm. because we're going to see where that's actually a really important point because later on they're going to have a famine in Jerusalem and it's going to be many of these Gentile, predominantly Gentile churches right. that are going to be sending back to their poor brethren. Paul himself is going to be taking gifts from many of these Gentiles, taking it back to the poor in Jerusalem. And that's, of course, what he's going to be doing when he actually ends up getting arrested uh, there in the the latter part of the book of Acts. And I recall as he writes about that, particularly encouraging the church at Corinth to 
finish collecting up those resources so that he could take them on to Jerusalem. That one of the points he makes in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, but I think it's especially in chapter 8, is that this is a fellowship and a joint participation, a bond between all these Christians, between Jew and Gentile alike, that the Gentile Christians had been sharing in the spiritual riches that the Jews had uh, from the gospel because of the scriptures, because of the promises, because of Messiah, and the Savior comes then to all the world. And so now the Gentiles have an opportunity to share physical blessings, physical things they have with the Jews, so that there's a, an equality among all, that Jew and Gentile together are going to be bonded and sharing uh, all the virtue and blessings of Christ by remembering the poor among the brethren. Part of the kingdom mission is for kingdom citizens to take care of one another. Mm -hmm. And I believe what's happening here, and this is important, again, I hope nobody goes away from this episode of Text Talk saying, wow, Edron and Andrew say that we don't we, we, we don't have to follow Galatians 6.10, that we don't help people as we have opportunity. Not saying that at all. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying that today we're not talking about Galatians 6.10. Today we're talking about Galatians 2.10. <laughs> yeah. And in Galatians 2.10, it's the idea that the kingdom takes care of of its own, no matter what the background is. Don't don't lose sight. You, you may have an emphasis in a country with a people, but don't lose sight of the folks in need in the kingdom just because they're not the folks you are focused on. Well, and that, that this, excuse me, and that in practicing this among brethren, it unites us. It makes the bond stronger. Yeah. It's a demonstration of the gospel has redeemed us all, and we are all one in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you what you think about these things. You can send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you wrap us up with prayer? Great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for the time to study in Galatians chapter 2 and think about what it means to be a Christian, to know this gospel, to obey this gospel, to live this gospel and share it with others. It's, it's the best news there is. We're thankful, Father, about how it unites us and how we are all one in Christ. And we pray that we might be mindful of those, Father, uh, who, who are less fortunate. We also, uh, in your faith, in your people, we who have more, that we would be generous, of course, always. But understanding, Father, that in our hope in you to supply all of our needs uh, as your people and as your covenant people, one way you do that is through your church. And there's a blessing in being a part of it in that way. God, you meet all of our needs over and above. We trust you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, you can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.